you're listening to the You Can't Fix What You Can't See podcast, hosted by author and consultant Karen Cornwell. Here we share real success stories from companies striving to become more gender savvy to drive innovation, growth, and engagement for all. Hello, today I am interviewing Tracy Stone from Intuit. Tracy's title is the global leader of tech women at Intuit. Tracy, you've been there a number of years, but you've also been at, I think, several other companies. So you've kind of got a real breadth of experience, particularly in Silicon Valley. And I think Intuit has done one thing that has been totally amazing. They have actually achieved pay equity. And I think there are very few companies, particularly in Silicon Valley, that can, that can say that. Tracy, would you like to talk to our listeners a little bit about how did you even get that started? What, what rolled that off? Um, how did you go about getting the pay equity? I'm sure that not everybody was on board, that some people might have objected. So I'd love to hear how that experience was. And I, I believe it's a couple year kind of endeavor. And now you're checking often on what the pay equity is to make sure that it's sustained. Could you share with us how that went? Yeah, absolutely. So Intuit is, is absolutely committed to, to pay equity for our employees around the world. And it actually wasn't something that was challenging or difficult to, to get our leadership aligned around it. I think I'm lucky that we, we work at a company that just believes in equity for our employees. And so our latest data is um, at the end of our fiscal year in August, August 1st, 2020, women in the U.S. are at 90, 99.4 cents for every $1 that men make. And minor, minority employees are an average of a $1.01 for every white employee earn, which is quite amazing. But, I, I was so, going to say that. I think we should just pause and, and clap and applaud for that because that's a far cry from the 70 and 80 cents a dollar that most other companies have. So I, hats, hats off to you guys for that. Absolutely. And, and the way we do it is we, we conduct an analysis twice a year with an outside firm and look at the employee uh, population, make adjustments where necessary. And so it's something that we regularly do, commit to doing, and, and to ensure that um, all employees are uh, paid equi- equitably for the work that they're doing. That is super. But I think if I remember when, this is from memory, I think when we did it, we were even really close to equitable um, pay then. Anybody that was not in line, it was we, we adjusted salaries to get within being equitable. So it turned out to be not a really big deal then for Intuit to go through that. I mean, it was, they, they, you were not far off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was some work to be done to make adjustments, but it's something that we've committed to doing as building it into our processes. And ultimately, we want to eliminate the need to make those salary adjustments. But we're committed if there's we find somebody that is not, you know, equitably paid, then we're committed to adjust it. Ultimately, we want to get to the point where we don't have to make those adjustments. Wouldn't that be great? That's my goal yeah. is to put myself out of a job. I think it's really great. Exactly. <laughs> now, your title, Tracy, is Tech Women at Intuit, which is, which is kind of an interesting title. Maybe you want to share with us how that came about and what exactly is that role does that role entail for you yeah absolutely it's, it's such a unique role and i feel so privileged to 
have the opportunity to do this. So my, yeah, my title is Tech Limited Intuit, um, and I'm the global leader for that. And it's a unique role in that it is, uh, my organization is funded by the CTO, and I sit within the CTO's organization. So I report up to, through, to her. It's an initiative, and it's set up to be a strategic initiative for the whole CTO organization. And it's intended, or our goals are to attract and recruit, retain, and advance women technologists. To that end, we have a portfolio of programs, and I work with uh, female technologists around the company, leaders and allies, and the CTO staff on all aspects of this initiative. And like we talked about before, is how do we increase the representation rates? And then also another side of it is how do we do, how do we enable it and make our work environment so that it's so inclusive and, and people feel that they have the same opportunities, they can develop and grow their careers and stay within tech. So what are the kinds of things that you do with that, Tracy? Yeah, so like I said, we have a whole portfolio of programs. I have a team of program managers define lead and drive programs. So we have programs like a, a very, a mentorship program. We have over 500 people across the company engaged in mentorship programs based on, you get matched with a mentor based on the skills and capabilities that you feel you would benefit from in terms of mentorship. It's tied to all of our technical capabilities and all of our, our leadership behaviors. And so you can kind of assess yourself and you get matched. And then on the other side of the equation, we have mentors who have offered their time to provide that mentorship to our women technologists. So that's one program, the mentorship program. We also have a return to work program. So we were instrumental in, in creating a return to work program for technologists. So we find, especially in mid-career technologists have left the workforce and returning to work is incredibly difficult and returning to work in tech is even more so, so more challenging. Yes. Close <laughs> and to so, impossible maybe. <laughs> exactly, you feel like your skills are completely out of date. So. So we created a, a return to work program to create a very supportive uh, on-ramp um, for these technologists returning to work. And so it's based off of kind of an internship model, but in, uh, we called it a returnship. Um, so they would work in a returnship capacity and then with the idea of being converted to a full-time role at the end of it. And so we've had incredible success with that program. It started in our India site and we uh, extended it to our, uh, all of, uh, to our U.S. locations. Oh, that's really fascinating. How long, so you actually start people, it sounds like not in a full-time role, but in a part-time role, which is perfect yeah. for that transition. If you've, if you've had a child or you've been taking care of someone, it takes, a, it takes a while to unwind your life and rewind it up in a different direction. Yeah. So yeah, they, so we started a real short period in the, in the part-time, but then it was full-time, like in more of a internship, kind of a role position, and then they would get converted to full-time salaried engineer position. Excellent. And do you also include training, right? Because if you've stepped yeah. out for five plus years, all, <laughs> all the software in your life has changed. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, many, many of the candidates had done some training on their own, but we did a, we worked with our tech training team and we provided a curriculum and kind of a boot camp for them and, and provided that training in a kind of a classroom setting, helping them uh, understand not just the tools and, and tech stacks that we use, but 
also just some of the, yeah, some of those uh, fundamentals is to help them get up to speed. And then a lot of it was really this positioned as they're going to be learning and it's almost like over the period of the returnship, there's going to be a big learning curve and, and we, we would put them on supportive teams and with mentors. So, I mean, in some ways that was part of their training as well is on, you know, on the job and part of the team in an environment where it was, it was supportive and given the opportunity to basically refresh their skills as, as they were rejoining the workforce. And do you happen to have the success rate for that? Tracy, kind yeah. of in your head? I, yeah. <laughs> I hate to ask these when you're Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we have, we have had a 63% of our returnees have converted to full-time roles. And so, wow. yes. Yeah. Wow. That's and really, and it's so, oh, and it's so neat to see some of them have been with us for a few years and see them get promoted or see their success. And kind of, it's just neat to see that was their launching point back into the workforce and see the, the, the success that they're having. So it's a really rewarding program. It must be amazing to see people thriving through that program and really, right, really, really engaging with work and doing yeah. new and different things. That always makes, that always turns me on anyway. I yeah. assume it turns others on as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What other kind of programs does a tech women at Intuit sponsor? Yes, we are actively participate in Grace Hopper every year when we, for us, it's, it's a great opportunity to recruit new talent, but we also have a very strong, we support our technologists and we help them with their speaking proposals. And we've had a number of speakers every year at Grace Hopper. So it's really neat to see people develop and grow and, and, and share their craft at a conference such as Grace Hopper. So this past year, we had over 15 speakers uh, on the conference agenda. And so wow. that was, yeah, it was really 15 that. speakers. That's a yeah. lot. It is. It is. And it's just neat to see our technologists on their journey and see them shine at Grace Hopper. So that was, that was amazing. Another program I wanted to highlight is we do, we work with Girls Who Code. So we are a um, sponsor of the Girls Who Code program and we have been for the past seven years and we are a sponsor of their summer immersion program. So at our Mountain View campus every summer, we would, we would host for seven weeks. We host high school girls, so they're rising juniors and senior girls, many of whom have never been exposed to software development or careers in computing, and they get the chance to learn about, they get the chance to learn how to code, and then get exposed to all of some, all of, all of what we offer it into it, some amazing technologists and inspiring people who share their own journeys in tech, speakers and leaders we connect them with, so it's just really neat to host those high school girls and be part of that as we're looking to expose and inspire that next generation um, to get into to careers in, in computing and tech. Wow, that is exciting. So I'm sure I have some parents out there with girls. If they wanted their girls to get involved with this, who should they contact? Yeah, definitely go to the Girls Who Code website and they'll start accepting applications in January. And I believe the deadline is around March to apply. Although last year was a little bit later given COVID, but I think count on it being March. And, and they're now, last year we pivoted to a virtual offering. And I still, I felt like we still met all the goals of, of connecting with these high school, high school girls and providing the opportunities for them to be exposed to careers in computing. 
that's would be look at look out on the girls who code website under their summer immersion program and you can apply there that sounds absolutely fabulous i wish those kind of programs had been around when i was in high school that really um i mean Me i went too. into engineering but there's a lot of people who without having it what is it I would certainly yeah. wouldn't go into it unless I had a vague idea. And it sounds like you do more than just the coding. So they get to listen to women yes. in tech and they talk to them. And mm -hmm. we, we connect them with some of our interns. We connect them with some of our uh, technologists in earlier in their career. We connect them with uh, some of our executives. And so they can see some of the, there's so many different paths in terms of a career path and see how many different options there are. And just, I think it's so important to just expose them to the, the idea of, of and, and who knows what will, what, what piece of that will, will spark an interest. It's neat. I've kept in touch with a number of the girls and as they've gone on to college and it's just, and they talk about how, um, how influential it was in their life in terms of choosing their, their college uh, major and, and now they're doing internships. So it's just neat to see if, if, if we expose them to something that shows up to your point, to show them some of the opportunities that are out there and there's no one, one way. To me, that's just, again, very exciting. That's wonderful. Have you been able to draw the connection to where you may hook up with these girls when they finish their college education? Yeah. And that's, what's so exciting about Girls Who Code is that it has grown. Um, Rashma uh, Sujani, the CEO of Girls Who Code has grown it incredibly over the years. Girls Who Code alumni who are gradu now graduating from college is incredible. So we have integrated within our recruiting teams, the girls who have participated in our program and connections there. And, but also for, um, we are able to tap into the greater Girls Who Code alumni from other programs around the country. Oh, that is really awesome. I am really impressed that amount of investment, you may not get that back. Well, absolutely. I think part of it is we, we certainly look to what we can do within the walls of Intuit and influence. And, and, and like I said before, around how do we attract talent uh, to Intuit? And, and once, once they're here, what are we doing to develop and grow them? So we certainly look at it from Intuit's perspective. At the same time, we look at it for the overall industry and how do we and that's why something like Girls Who Code is we want to we want to change, be part of changing, changing it the the future. And so we we partner with Girls Who Code and uh, yeah, so that there are more more women and underrepresented minorities going into tech in the future. So they and and they know the opportunities that they have. That would be great. I was looking at a study the other day, and they were looking at elementary school kids, and they they had them draw pictures. And they said, you know, draw pictures of a scientist and draw pictures. And then they looked at how many of the pictures appeared to be men versus women. And of course, we know kind of what the answer is that like 90 plus percent of them are men. But we're starting to see more women show up in those pictures. And I think that's a really good sign is that there are girls out there who go, no, I, I could be an engineer. I, I could be a computer scientist. Yeah. I could I could design apps for the phone, right? I can yeah. do those things. So that's, that's really amazing. What other interesting programs do you run with tech women at Intuit? So we have, we do coaching programs. We've done a coaching program for our mid-career technologists where we bring them in together in cohorts and they learn from our leaders. So we had mid-career coaching program 
that we ran, which I think the technologists loved. And it was a chance twofold, I think, one, to learn from some of our executives and on a particular topic. So on building your brand, influence, all kinds of all kinds of things, all kinds of topics. And also then that created a cohort. It was a small cohort. So it created a cohort. So built their network of other technologists uh, around the company. So it was just an, uh, one of our impactful programs to help those in the mid-career trying to then continue to grow their career. And it's a, as a challenging area. So that was a neat, a neat program where we invested specifically in, in their development. I'm wondering if that program didn't have some, some side benefits more on the executive side that they now know a lot more people than they might have just run into as a, par- as a part of their day-to-day job. Absolutely. But now they, they kind of know in a more intimate manner some of the skills of some of these ladies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when they need a special project or something, they might mm-hmm. sit and go, hmm, what about Carly? You know, she yeah. was really, let me, why don't I call her, right? And it yeah. opens up new avenues to reach new people. Because a lot of times the, you know, the high potential people get all the rewards. Yeah. Other people are, are kind of left out. And this seems yeah. like a great way to expand that into affecting more women, but also affecting more executives so that they, yeah. they see more of the organization. Yeah, I agree. I completely, I, I hear that frequently from the executives when they participate in the, the coaching program or the mentorship program, or even in Girls Who Code, they, they say they benefit from it, both from just, you know, getting to know employees across the company. And for those when next time they have an assignment of, of who they can, who they can tap and also just getting to understand sort of the empathy and, and being close to what, you know, what, are some of the challenges or pain points people might be feeling. And so I think it's really neat when they, it's, it's, like, it's like the idea of reverse mentoring, right? They are, they get, they get a lot out of it as well. And so that's what I, what I hear from, from them when they, when they participate in our program. And that's, and that's really great because it opens up their perspectives as well. I've, I've, I've found, and I think it's really good and it gives them people they can reach out in the organization and, mm-hmm test things on, right? Is this really true? Is this really what happens? Um, Because we all know executives, uh, they can get lost in the clouds. Let's put it that way, right? (laughs) And so, you know, it's good to have people rooted in the ground of what does does the average employee, what is their day like? What do they have to do? So it makes it a big difference there. Intuit has a partnership with NCWIT, and you guys are doing, I think, some pretty interesting research in that area. Would you like to share with our listeners what you're doing, you know, why you got it started, where it is now, and what you hope to see in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So we have been partners with NCWIT, so NCWIT, the National Center for Women and Information Technology for many years. And we have supported their work as a workforce alliance partner, really value all the research and work they're doing to advance women and underrepresented minorities in computing. In this past year, we partnered with them for a research study. And so we wanted to to dive deeper into influence and innovation. The challenges or the, the idea is that Many companies, we look at representation rates and we look at, which is essentially the diversity portion of the equation is, do we have, you know, women and underrepresented minorities within our tech workforce? 
And what we want to do is look beyond that and look to see where innovation is happening within the organizations and do women and underrepresented minorities have the same opportunities to influence innovation and exert their influence within the organization. So we partnered with NCWIT. We've been doing a study. They've been They've conducted this study, as, as you know, they're, they're a team of researchers and they've conducted the study with other tech companies and really diving in and, and asking questions of the tech companies of what are the different kinds of influence that it happen, that exist in a technical uh, organization and where and how does it happen? And specifically looking at, to me, it's really connecting to like our values around inclusive leadership. So do all people, have an opportunity to have their voice heard and to and to be part of those part of the discussions that might be influencing the technical innovations that are happening. So technical innovation that's got to be really hard to measure. Can you give us a hint about how you go about measuring that? I mean, I've been in the room when you watch ideas float around and how they spark off of each other and uh, that can be really, you know, complicated and who how do you measure that? Yeah, so that's a great question. And that's, that's why I love that we're partnering with NCWIT to help us create that or, or put some research rigor around it. And um, it ultimately, we're looking to create, the, the, the research will result in an influence index, which is the next phase of the research. What they found is they surveyed companies on per, uh, perceived the most influential traits. And so they can include whether they're subject matter expert, if they have a positive reputation, they're the people that are sought out for advice, whether it's their title or position, or whether they're just well-liked by other team members. And ultimately, what we want to do with this influence index, I think that the idea is to understand where your organization's influence comes from in terms of in what, whether it skews towards one of those influence traits, and to think about how you as a team or an organization can work on your teams and how the teams are set up to enable, um, so basically to work on the team dynamics component of it so that your organizational norms and practices will allow all the individuals to have equal influence and participation. So I love that it connects to NCWIT's notion of fix the systems, not the people. So this is a kind of a, a follow-on to that and looking at it specifically diving into influence and power within um, technical organizations. Well, this is really exciting research to hear about because this has long been, you know, there's always the, there's the org chart. You know, this is how people are mm -hmm. supposed to get things done. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other org chart, which is this mm -hmm. is how it actually happens, right? Yeah. And so it looks like you're trying to actually build a model or uncover what is that other org chart and how do people influence each other and make innovation actually happen. That is going to be fascinating. Is there some point where you're going to release some of your data or that they're going to release the data? So the first release of the data will be coming up in a few weeks. And then the follow-on will be what I talked about with the influence index. Yeah. I don't Excellent. So some, some news may be hitting the stand. So keep your eyes on uh, yeah. NCWIT so we can see what actually happens and, and know that Intuit had a part in that research uh, and they're helping to drive that forward because they really want to make a difference 
not just on who gets credit for innovation, but how do you get more innovation, which I think a lot of tech companies are really looking at right now. Well, yeah, and how to in tap COVID. into, exactly, in COVID, that's a whole other dynamic when you're adding in virtual work environments. And so some of the meeting dynamics, which would be in person before are now virtual. But yeah, it's particularly, it's so important because we want to be able to tap into all of the employees and be able to, once you have the diverse set of employees, are you tapping into all the benefits and being able to pull from all their various experiences and backgrounds and to be able to to make that, to help that drive your innovation. So I think it's really important. Tracy, that's awesome. It reminds me of the proverbial story of the, you know, the guy that's been in an industrial plant for 50 years and they're trying to solve some problem and they work on it and work on it and nobody gets an answer. And finally, the CEO, you know, is in the cafeteria standing next to him and he happens to ask the right question. And the guy says, well, I've known this for 30 years. This is what you need to do. This is it. And they go, wow. And it's being, how, how do you know who to ask, right? And how do you know the way to ask it so that you get the right answer? That can really help technology move forward, I think, a whole lot faster. So that yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the results of that. So Tracy, it has been fantastic to interview you today about what Intuit is doing and what tech women at Intuit uh, has been up to, which seems to be quite a full plate that you've got. Yes, it, yes, it, it, it's, it's exciting work. And thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation with you. Well, thank you for sharing with our audience what's going on inside tech companies. We are hoping to inspire more companies to make some of these changes by seeing people who have gone before them. And we're hoping all companies can start becoming more gender savvy. Thanks. Thank you. You've just listened to the You Can't Fix What You Can't See podcast with host and author Karen Cornwell. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and peers. If you know of a company doing amazing things to become more gender savvy, please drop us a line at the website youcan'tfixwhatyoucan'tsee.com. We are on the lookout for success stories to share with our listeners so their companies can become gender savvy.